It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome to Three Idiots and a Lawyer, Matt Pfeiffer, Joe Shell, and we have some special guests have returned. We've got recent father, Kevin O'Keefe, soon to be father, Brett Fortnum, and Colin. Not not a father, and not 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 soon to be a father either. No. And Colin has no last name. Yeah. He's not on Twitter, so we just call him Colin. That's fine. Uh, and this on is one of my favorites. Well, guys, this is one of my favorite shows of the year. It is the Holiday Festivus show, but this year it is the Holiday Festivus Pinstripe Bowl preview show because we've got a bowl game to talk about. And that's what we're going to talk about first because Syracuse is in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl because when I think of bad boys, I think of the New York Yankees. Uh, I love the name. <laughs> love the name. Love the naming of this bowl game. Anyway. Some updates since last time we chatted about this a couple weeks ago. Joe and I talked about this. Syracuse has a couple of opt-outs. Sean Tucker has opted out to go to the NFL draft. Matthew Bergeron has opted out to go to the NFL draft. Deuce Chestnut is headed to the transfer portal. We talked about that last week. Minnesota, defensive back Michael Dixon, he's headed to the portal. And linebacker Braylon Oliver is headed to the portal. Both pretty big defensive players for the Golden Gophers. Uh, This is a game between very evenly matched teams. When you look at it, they both average 28.3 points a game. Now the difference, Minnesota gets some more yardage. They're a run-first team. You know, and guys, Joe and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. This is two crazily different strategies of playing football. Syracuse tries to do the quick drives and just they, you know, let's face it, even with Sean Tucker, Syracuse was a pass first team. Uh, That's what they're going to try to do in this. They're going to try to strike first and strike quick, kind of like they did in in several of their games this year. Minnesota is going to try to grind this thing out on the ground uh, you know, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. They have one of the better running backs in the country in Mohammed Ibrahim, 304 rushes for over 1,500 yards. He's six yards short of 1,600 yards and uh, 19 touchdowns on the season. Now, the one thing I will say also about Minnesota is they do have a little bit of a quarterback controversy this year. Tanner Morgan was the longtime starter, but then Ethan Kali, uh, Manis came in later in the season and kind of spurn them a little bit, uh, you know, as in some of those tougher games, including the Nebraska game. So you might actually see him as the starter. Uh, his numbers aren't quite as good. Uh, Minnesota's not a passing team. Let's be very clear. They're well past 100th in the country passing, but they are very good rushing, and they've got a very good defense. Guys, we look at this game. The key for me is Syracuse has got to control the game early. They're going to have to get the ball. They got to go down. They got to do what they did against teams like Louisville and whatnot. Go score first and try to make Minnesota play comeback. Minnesota does not come back very well. And, uh, and they don't do well against teams with winning records. They have not beaten a team with a winning record yet this year. So um, to me, this comes down to they need to control the, control the clock control the game pace and that means it's going to be maybe the most important first quarter of the season someone who's fresh got to step in there dive in <laughs> i was just all, all right, right uh, well, i'm, I'm looking at i'm looking at the team that we're going to field uh for the pinstripe bowl and it, it has me worried this is not the same uh team that we started with no sean tucker no steve linton Obviously, Chris Elmore has been out for a long time, but the transfer portal is going to hurt us. No Jihad Carter, no Deuce Chestnut. So I don't know that our defense is going to be as good as it has been, especially now that Tony White is going to be in Nebraska and not on – I assume he's not going to be on the sideline. Um, so no, I just no. I don't know that our defense is going to be able to keep us in the game. And with, you know, with Bergeron and Tucker – not being there. Bergeron is a huge loss to an offensive line that still at times struggled this year. Um, although it's been much better than it has been in years past. And, you know, 
I don't know what we have in the running back room after Tucker. I mean, there have been some bright spots, but he's been he's been the horse. So I I have to admit I don't know much about Minnesota, but the team that we're putting out there is not one that we've seen before. Uh, yeah. I, for one, would uh, just like to see, um, in the absence of Sean Tucker, um, the reincarnated version of Prince Tyson Gully uh, make a return, a grand return for this bowl game and replicate his 26 carries for 213 yards and two touchdowns that he magically put up on West Virginia back in 2012. Um, and then I just looked this up. The we Did you guys know, and I'm sure the answer is yes, but I guess I had just forgotten that the starting quarterback for West Virginia that year was Geno Smith. Geno who, Smith? In the yes. year now of yeah. Geno yes. Smith has made a full 360 degrees he's back to relevance. Yeah. He's <laughs> Which good is, now. you know, he's gone all the way from losing to Syracuse in that bowl game to uh, now being, you know, not, I mean, almost every bit as effective as uh, Russell Wilson was with Seahawks. now bad. <laughs> right. It was just, just, the world works very strangely, but so much has happened in 10 years. Uh, but I would just love to see us run the ball um, effectively as always. I don't see that happening because who else do we even have to, you know, perform LaQuinn that? Allen looked decent at the end decent. of the season. Yeah, LaQuinn Allen bad. actually looked very good. Yeah. But if it's not Prince Tyson Gully, then sure, let's go with him. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't, I just don't exactly know what to make of this. Um, you know, the Tucker situation is kind of a bummer. Um, I'm, I assume by now Schrader is healthy. Uh, yes. and, and, you know, I, hopefully we can take care of business. And, and I think that starts with stopping the run. Uh, you know, we, we've been suspect at that at best, uh, in the last for, throughout this season, we just don't have enough size on the defensive line to really, uh, you know, cut off the run. And, and when, when teams are able to run on us, they, they typically win. So I think if we can stack the box, whatever we need to do, uh, uh, you know, keep, uh, keep them on the sideline and, uh, and, and get going on offense, you know, it's going to be the Schrader show for sure. And a lot of a Rondé Gadsden. Um, and I think that is a winning recipe for us. But let's be clear, Minnesota has a really good pass defense. They've only given up 173 yards a game on average. Um, and that's eighth in the country. And they've got the 15th-ranked rush defense and fourth um, points defense. 13.3 a game is what they average giving up. So now, This is this is going to be a Schrader hero ball kind of game. This is going to be him pulling it down, him trying to run, him trying to do all those kind of things, which essentially he is kind of the last man standing from the team that we saw during the year. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me. I don't think we have it in us. Um, I think that the loss of the two coordinators is, I mean, so severe. I really don't see us kind of getting over that, especially not in the couple weeks. Um, essentially, like I like most bowl games, this is essentially not a game between the two teams that we know. It's kind of like a throwing a dart at a dartboard. Um, so, I mean, maybe, you know, Tyson Gully is reincarnated. Um, through Allen, maybe that'd be great. Maybe Schrader is able to pull it down and not get hurt, and he has you know, 14 rushes for 220 and two touchdowns. Like, that'd be great. Um, I don't see it happening, but, I mean, I would not be surprised if it does happen. I mean, crazier things have happened, especially in the pinstripe bowl. Which, what, what was what did the um, old – it was the uh, new era pinstripe bowl. It was bowl. new like, era before, yeah. That's, I mean, that's bad, but that's at least better than what it is now. That made that boy sense was back yeah. then. Matt and I talked about that, that at least that sponsorship made a little more sense for baseball yeah. and all that. And yeah. that it, it, it branded a little nicer, and now it's just all of a sudden a regular old generic tacky-looking bowl game. Also, a quick thing before we nothing start. will ever beat Camping World Bowl, though. No. That was the best. Yeah, no, that was, yeah. Um, Which has since been renamed itself. Of course it has. To what? The Cheese It Bowl. Oh, my God. Not to be confused, not to be confused with the Cheese It Citrus Bowl, which is played in the same stadium a couple days later. Embarrassing. Wait, Cheese It has two sponsorships? Yes, they have two bowl games in the same stadium. Whoa. Mix sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, Cheese It. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's the cheese it. I like the grind. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's a good return on investment. You're kind of hitting the same population <laughs> twice. But I guess they're different fan bases, but you're probably going to get well, I mean, some locals that attend both Jesus games. Now, that, so. I don't know. There'll be an oddly large number of people buying Cheez-Its in the Orlando area for about Whatever. a week and a half. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, Joe, did you want to say something? I, oh, oh, me, yeah. me, yeah. what? Uh, oh, oh, I'm not frozen. I thought I was frozen because well, you, you better know. say something before you freeze. <laughs> we were about to move on. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, no, it's all right. You guys pretty much covered it. I think this is interesting because this is really our first bowl game in, in the heart of the transfer portal period, because, Boom. you know, can't when 2018, really you didn't have all these guys entering the portal and then sitting out the bowl games you had a we did lose NFL... our defensive end though for that game but it wasn't the portal. no yes. but but that's what i'm saying is yeah. you know you had a couple of guys per team who were nfl prospects mm-hmm. that you know said it wasn't worth the risk to play in a mediocre bowl game and they're just gonna sit it out so like you know west virginia their quarterback sat out to become like an eighth round draft pick instead um i don't know if he ended up what was his name? Will Greer? I don't even know what happened to him. But, I have uh, no idea where he is. Um, this is going to be unique because like, like uh, I think it was Colin who said, these aren't the teams that, that we saw this year. But oddly enough, I think that Sean Tucker not playing in this game is going to be the least consequential for us. And I know that that sounds odd at first, but I don't know that he would have been incredibly successful with the offensive line that's going to be out there anyway. And um, I'm with Matt. I liked what LaQuint Allen was showing us down the stretch. And he's a very different player than Sean Tucker. And I just have this feeling that his skill set might be better adapted to playing in a game like this where we're probably not going to run a whole lot. We're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, you know, like it, like was said before, the Schrader hero ball. But the way Schrader gets going is lots of quick, short passes. Our bad offensive line just lost its only NFL prospect. Um, so you're not going to have a lot of time. So we're going to need quick, release the ball quickly, short passes. And a lot of that will be LaQuint Allen out of the backfield. So and, I think it might actually be a good opportunity for him. And LaQuint Allen is a little bigger than Tucker, and he might be better at pass blocking. Yeah, Tucker and, was never great at pass blocking. Um, yep. But what, what we need to look for is the only hope I think we have is if a month off does wonders for our undersized defensive line. I'm not real worried about Steve Linton not not being there. He, he wasn't the biggest of, of contributors. He's what was one of the larger players, but he didn't really get a ton of snaps. So he I'm had just, 200 fewer snaps than our top D line. Yeah, so I'm just hoping that um, with the guys that we do have, the rest does wonders and they can get back to using their speed to kind of make up for their significant lack of size. And luckily, we don't have a team that's going to pick on our secondary as much as a worse matchup may have. No. Um, but in other ways, it's a horrible matchup. They're going to run the ball. So we need to see if we can slow them down a little bit like we were pretty much unable to do for the second half of the whole season. I mean, oddly for this, I mean, I know we say like the portal hurt us. But really, when you look at the people that left for the portal, we have two that are not good losses and then two that went to the NFL. Most of the players that we played with this year are still going to be there. And the biggest contributors, for the most part, are still there, especially offensively. I mean, it's, it's kind of like you said. Sean Tucker's gone, but, you know, Aronde is more important to have. I'm sorry. Yeah, Aronde game, had a bigger year. In this one game, I'm not sure, you know. Sean Tucker didn't have the best season. He didn't light the world on fire. And I just don't think that's the biggest consequence of the people leaving. As far as the coordinators go, I'm not worried about that at all. Because you have Beck, who I'm assuming is just going to pick up where Anai left off. He's, you know, they were a package deal for for so long. I don't see any deficit there. And, you know, Beck seemed to be the more hands-on guy with the players. So I'm sure as far as play calling and picking up the system is going to be nothing for him. And I don't know if you guys saw, Rocky Long is coming. He's going to coach the game. That is he coaching the game? Is He's he really? coming to coach the bowl game, which, wow, you know, usually usually how that works 99 (laughs) times out of 100 that wouldn't really matter but he's coming in to run the system that he created so it's like the one scenario where it might actually be okay i don't know the only thing is he doesn't know the personnel he doesn't know the players at all but you know (laughs) you know i'm I'm guessing monroe is gonna kind of be the guy overseeing the players and rocky will probably be there to kind of oversee 
the whole system. And I know it's a short amount of time, but it's his system. It, I don't think he would do it or they would let him do it if it was going to be completely worthless. Yeah. It's going to be a peewee thing where they have the like names like written in tape on their, <laughs> on their the helmets. Yeah. <laughs> well, but he's old, so he can't read. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's do this. Let's make our picks on this one. Just quick. Give me a score. Kevin, you first. I'm going to go... 31 to 24 Syracuse. Okay. Colin. Uh, I think this is going to be an absolutely miserable day sitting out in the cold at Yankee Stadium watching us get run all over. Um, But what the hell? Um, Why not pick us to win? It's the last game of the season. I will say we are going to win a disgustingly ugly game 15 to 11. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to know how that I don't. I don't even want to watch that game in the comfort of my home. Oh, and, and we get to 11 on a, like, 20-yard loss from Schrader trying to run back and forth and do some options like that. You completely, completely right. took the thunder out. Because, like, I'm trying to pick some scoregami because something, like, this game, something's going to be weird. Like... I'm I'm going with 29, um, like 22, and it's just it's going to be confusing, and no one's going to understand that we just watched a football game. Uh, 29, 22. But yeah, so. pick. Tw- okay, Joe. I'm gonna say 34 to 27, Minnesota. We feel like we're gonna win, and then we can't stop the run in the fourth quarter. So my my thing, and I brought this up a couple weeks ago, is Minnesota, all their wins are against teams with losing re- records when it comes to the FBS level. They beat two teams. Two of their wins are against one-win teams. And they lost everybody who had a winning record. With that said, I don't like their running game. Their running game is really strong, and I think Syracuse is going to have trouble stopping it. I think Minnesota is going to kind of control the game. I think it's going to be this slow grind of a northeast cold – New York City football game. Syracuse is going to get their points, but Minnesota, I think, is going to win it 27-20. All right, guys, let's switch over to basketball. Saturday was cool and awesome as, uh, you know, Syracuse beat Cornell and uh, Judah Mintz got himself rookie of the week for the second week in a row in the ACC. 78-63 went over Cornell. And then Syracuse decided to trail to Pitt by 20 and then have to try to make a massive comeback. And to their credit, they almost did it, but they ended up losing 84-82 to a not very good pit team. This was a game last week I said Syracuse needed to win, and they didn't. And that's not good. No, that is nope. not good. Um, generally, um, losing games that you have to win is not good. Um, yeah, it's it's awful. Um, I, it's sad that we've gotten to a point when I'm like excited that we like beat Cornell. And who is legitimately good. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like they're not a bad program, but still like yeah. I should not be as happy as I was in the fact that we beat Cornell. Um, but as I have done with Syracuse sports for 30 years at this point, I write them off. They win a few games. I get very excited. I come back. I watch, I get my heart broken. This is how it goes. Um, this is going to be the carbon copy of the last number of seasons. Uh, we're going to be right in the middle. We'll finish right around 500, and it's going to depend on if we make a run in the ACC tournament, which is sad, but that is where we are at as a program. Oh, I think you're but we beat Georgetown way too, high. way too high. We beat George. We we beat the snot out of Georgetown. Who sucks? They but stink. they won six games Bro. last year and they trashed us. They are absolute <laughs> garbage, a good dumpster fire. Think about this: if we had beaten Georgetown last season, there is a chance that we end up on the other side of the March Madness. I mean, maybe not. No, but, no. no. The season maybe no. goes a little bit different because years. that was such a deflate. That was such a bad deflating loss that the selection committee essentially just laughed us out of the room, which we have a losing record, <laughs> which, which is uh, uh, probably Bryant this year. Um, I think that's almost disqualifying. Uh, right not there. A good no, I think so as far as right, as, as far as right now goes, uh, I think that the, uh, the Georgetown win is our crowning achievement for the year. And that might be it. And it doesn't look like Bayham's going anywhere. Um, um, so, I guess we're going to see how this plays out, but it doesn't look good right now. Yeah, Colin, Brett, you were saying that Colin was setting his 
uh, oh, yeah. setting his sights too high. I, th- I think last you, year's yeah. below 500 team could wipe the floor with this this group. I really do. I th- I think we are going. To, this is going to be the worst basketball team with or without Jesse Edwards. Doesn't matter with, like, because I think if we had Jesse Edwards last year, we make the tournament. I don't think so. That but, that that injury killed us but, last year. But let's right. let let's but, let. But Brett I'm make saying his point like, this year, like, there's just not enough talent on this roster to be competitive, especially once ACC play starts. I was shocked we got in, into that back into the game last night, and really the only reason we did is Copeland just came out of nowhere, and we had I think 27 bench points, which blew my mind. But, I mean, you need 50 points out of Mintz, Edwards, and Gerard every night. And I don't think we're going to be able to get that because if they can, if a defense can take Gerard away, which ACC defenses, I think, will be able to do, we just don't have enough scoring power to be able to get 80 points on the board every single night. And our defense still looks bad. And it doesn't look like there's a lot of hope for it. And it just, it, I don't think our guys are generally speaking athletic enough. You know, maybe in a couple of years they're they're better. Um, Brown has shown, you know, I think he grabbed nine boards last night, which was nice. But I just, I think these guys are going to get absolutely dominated in ACC play. All you have to do is take away Gerard. Jesse will get 20 points. Mintz will get 20 points. And we're not going to have enough. Yeah. One thing. I'm, I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. To to Brett's point, I think unfortunately you have this dynamic where a lot of ACC defenses will pretty easily be able to simultaneously take out Gerard's strengths and Judah's strengths all at the same time because right now they're both kind of one dimensional players of opposite dimensions. So you can stick to Gerard like glue, hang back off Judah. Let Judah chuck threes that he can't hit if he wants to and just clog the lane. And then he's just going to put his head down, run head first into a bunch of guys, assume he's going to get fouled, not get fouled, throw the ball up. And we've seen that story 85 times this year. Um, but I'm not, I'm not quite as pessimistic as, as Brett's outlook. I, I think talent and athleticism aren't the issues. I think this is one of the most athletic teams we've had in five or six years. I think knowing how to play college basketball and effort are our issues right now. I mean, Benny Williams is one of the most athletic kids we've had since Jeremy Grant, and he just doesn't try to play basketball very hard a lot of the time. Chris Bell is going to be, if he can develop his game, he's going to be a really good shooter in college basketball. Will he ever play hard enough to do any of the other things? We have yet to see. Obviously, Jude is talented, and we have jesse and we know who joe gerard is i think there's lots of talent it's just a matter of the kids playing hard and having a coaching staff that can build a system to develop these guys strengths and i think we've talked ad nauseum about having a coaching staff that will do anything to develop players or to build any sort of system with offensive sets or any variety on defense so we don't need to drive that into the ground but i like a lot of these players i just think uh, inexperience and effort are are the biggest things holding us back right now. And and I should amend my so, statement. I'm, like, I'm, there is there is talent. Yeah. It's undeveloped. Um, it's it's young. It's inexperienced. And the the older guys, there's not enough talent there. I'd say. Fair. I'm I'm very glad that you brought up effort, Joe. I just I I have nothing really to add other than I am so frustrated watching, especially Benny Williams, watching a number of people. Every the kid night. can jump out of the gym. I, just, I don't get it. Anything. Chris Bell finished with zero rebounds. Zero. Like two or three games ago. Zero rebounds. How do you finish the game with zero rebounds? And then a, a point starter. guard comes in to play small forward and racked up, what, five or six rebounds? I just, it's just so frustrating, man. It really is so frustrating. But, I mean, it is, I mean, again, we've, we have, we've seen this story, as you said, ad nauseum. The only thing that I will begrudgingly say, and I don't want to give Jim Beheim any credit for that. Also, Joe, that's a wonderful mug. Um, I don't want to give Jim Beheim any credit for this, but our teams do generally see a massive jump between where they start and where they finish the season. Now, I understand they're you know getting more experience as they play games, but where 
our teams are middle ACC tournament is usually generally pretty competitive. So I'm not ready to write them off now. Um, we always have a shot to run through the ACC tournament, but it is it is so depressing watching the effort that this team puts out. Colgate really is. is a better program than Syracuse basketball right now. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. It's a stark contrast, the lack of effort, when you see what happens when they put in the effort and they erase a 20-point deficit in nine and a half minutes. Well, the good thing is Syracuse is going to get a long break here. Their next game is not until New Year's Eve, December 31st. They've got an afternoon matchup with Boston College in the Dome. Boston College is 6-6. Six and six. They're 0-1 in conference. That's a 2 p.m. or on ACC Network. And then January 3rd, they head to Louisville, who is awful. Louisville started 0-9. Can I can't even believe I'm saying Louisville started in basketball 0-9. They are 2-10, 0-2 in conference. Okay, now I said we had to beat Pitt. Now this is really where Syracuse needs to beat Boston College and they need to beat Louisville. If they are going to be in the middle of the ACC, if they're going to have a chance to make the tournament, these are games you've got to win. Now, I think if you lose to Louisville, you get dropped to Division Two this year. <laughs> I mean, they lost to a Division Two school in their preseason, Louisville. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but we didn't do Only it one this of our best teams ever. We don't have, we don't have any ground to stand on. Yeah. yeah, really. We have some of the most just – really red flag losses that we've recently had on our resume and it's not even the new year. Yeah. If it, if we drop games back to back to Pitt and BC at home, I am fine saying our only chance to make the tournament is through the tournament. It's the yeah. right. tournament. Do I'm, you think I'm, that will happen though? Cause they never lose enough to like rule it out right then and there. No, I think they we always string you along. Because the only thing that keeps us yeah. in the running is the fact that, probability has us on an up year, you know, cause we've had a couple of down years and this is the year where Jim Beheim pulls a rabbit out of his hat. Um, but I just don't see where that rabbit comes from right now. Right. Well, let's go ahead and pick these two games coming up. So we've got December 31st against Boston college, January 3rd at Louisville. I'm going to say Syracuse wins them both. I'm going to say 75, 65 over BC. And I am going to say, 80 to 63 over Louisville. And and just to put some context to that, Louisville's only averaging 61 points a game. It's bad. It's bad down there. Anyway, uh, so that's what I'm going to say. Win two. What do you think, Joe? Uh, Boston College is probably going to be frustrating because, you know, I feel like our Boston College games, we either wipe the floor with them or it's just, like, really, really frustrating. So... I think we're going to win, but I don't think it's going to be fun. So I'm going to say 74 to 68. And, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Louisville's just so, so bad. And I hope Kamari Lands is, is content with his decision to, to go to Louisville, um, which should be a Division three or four basketball program at this point. So, yeah, let's. I'm going to go even more. I'm going to say 85 to 65. Okay. Kevin. Uh, let's say 90 to 68, uh, against Louisville, we win. And then we'll go 75, 72 against BC. Wow. Okay. So, so he's doing reverse order there. Brett, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that also threw me off. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have something very similar. I think we're going to eat. Well, we were just talking about college, Louisville. Uh, 71, 69 and I'm crossing my fingers, and by the way, we are setting this up to be bad, um, but I'm going to say we beat Louisville 85-54. Woo! Woo! All right, Colin. We play up and down to our opponents, um, so I think that, and Boston College is Smartest thing anybody said in the basketball segment so far. (laughs) We play up and down to our opponents. It's Colin's favorite line. And we we always blow, I feel like we always blow Boston College out of the gym. Um, We're going to win this game handily, 76 to 64. Um, But I do think that we will then play down to Louisville. Um, And I think that we will win a game that has us all like clutching our hearts. Um, 
66-64. And we will only oh. win because Louisville misses a three on the last possession. Oh. After oh, you're, you're, you're Joe Girard comes down and turns it over. Joe Girard oh. will have the ball with 15 seconds to go. He will turn it over. Louisville no. will come down, miss a three, and will win 66. I don't, I don't want to watch any of Stop the games it, that you think are going to happen. <laughs> I'm I kind of want to see all of these. <laughs> like, I still really kind of. There's a part of me that really wants to see the 15 to 11 pinstripe bowling. <laughs> I just want to see we'll, it happen. We'll, we'll get our chance. Five field goals. In this crazy Louisville game, is there like a crazy fan <laughs> challenge at halftime where like little Nikki comes from the the stands and like. You know, does some crazy stunts and makes the half court shot and wins pizza for everybody. Bayheim's gonna no, rip off his red half zip. <laughs> oh my god! All right, before we go to the holiday festivist stuff, I I noticed this this week. The MLS draft is happening as we are recording. Five Syracuse players have already been taken in the draft. We've got the seventeenth pick, Abdi Salim, to Orlando City SC. The 29th pick, Levante Johnson to the Vancouver Whitecaps FC. Round two, pick 16, because they don't just rate them all. Uh, Amphrey Sinclair, the hero of the national title game, going to Real Salt Lake. Round two, pick 23, Russell Shealy, the other hero uh, of that game, uh, headed to the LA Galaxy. And round three, pick 13, Buster Sjoberg is headed also to Vancouver to play for the Whitecaps FC. So congratulations to them. Ridiculous. Best of luck. Completely and... ridiculous. Instead of drafting like they what? normally do, there should just be, they should have just, Syracuse should have gone pro. I, just the whole team. The whole team. The entire team just formed. I, I, I would be the first one in line at the team store to get that beautiful, beautiful kit. Oh, we it's, talked it's about fantastic. It. We yep. talked about it. I agree. All right. It's time to get over to, to, I mean, this is really, truly, every year, this is one of my favorite things. The holiday festivist portion of this show. It's the holidays. Everybody's in a good mood. And we're going to talk about, you know, what do we want from Syracuse Athletics in 2023? What are those New Year's resolutions that you've got for Syracuse in the new year? And also, what are those, those Syracuse Athletics Christmas presents? That you want under the tree, you know what? What is it you know that you like? So, you know, I'll go ahead and say first of all, like uh, what I'd like to see Syracuse sports do. You know that that holiday wish I have for Syracuse athletics is consistency, football wise, finding the consistency that will help this program um, take that next step. And then the New Year's resolution I'm going to tie right to that is you got to go. And make another bowl in 2023. That's and you've got the schedule that's going to allow you to do it. You got a lot of key players back. You know that's that's my you know kind of combination the 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 present and that New Year's resolution that Syracuse Athletics needs to make. Get to a bowl in 2023. Give me football consistency. Uh, all right, my present. Um, that I would like from Syracuse University is um, I'd like Joe Girard's diploma. I would love nothing more than to personally hand it to him as he heads off to do what I, I wish nothing but the best for this man. I hope he is very successful in whatever it is he does. It will not be basketball, but I hope that it is something. Um, Trevor Cooney's executive assistant. Oh, I don't care. Whatever, man. He can, he can, he can sit on the sideline and be a coach. He could be, I don't know. I don't care. Just, I think they should they should they should uh, form a law firm, uh, uh, Cooney, um, uh, Scoop Jardine, and uh, Michael Carter Williams. Uh, they should all they should Michael all Carter get Williams. together with Joe Girard, make a law firm, a and and just 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 really spread their wings in the law profession and away from basketball. Sorry, go Michael Carter Michael Carter Williams was the NBA Rookie of the Year for the 76ers. I don't care. Well, I just, listen, I don't I care. I don't care if he plays for seventy six. I don't care if he plays with seventy sixers. I don't care if he starts a law firm. I don't care if he decides that he wants to become mayor of the Salt City. Whatever it is that he does, 
I just want him to no longer be a matriculated student at SU. I am so tired of just watching. I'm so tired. Joe Girard or Michael Carter Williams? Joe Michael Girard. Carter Williams is like 35 years old. <laughs> I both, I guess, but really Joe Girard. I am so tired of just watching him try and be a basketball player. I'm so tired of hearing that he was the Glenn Falls record holder on blah, blah, blah for points. I don't care. I don't care. I am so done. I am over it. I would like him to be gone. Mm, that is the okay. gift. That Spoken I like a true like. downstater. And, yeah. and do you have a New Year's resolution? Yes, I do, actually. One that is, I mean, still sad, but mildly more bright um, than that that was. Um, I would love for something that I've been wishing for a long time, for, like, the freshmen or sparks that we see in games to then continue to get playing time throughout the year. I think Quidier Copeland is going to be a wonderful example. He had a wonderful close to this game. I would not be surprised if I don't see him play for another six games, and that will drive me insane. I saw it with just a number of people. Benny Williams had a great game. I know Benny Williams is still a starter, but there were a number of people who come off the bench. Uh, Malik Brown played great, grabbed a number of rebounds, and then was gone until he decided to come back and give some of the effort, as Joe talked about before. So I would love for the people who are playing well to continue to get playing time. I guess my resolution is for playing, uh, like, playing well in games to then equal playing time going forward. Okay. All right. Nice. Brett. Um, I'm hoping that Santa brings us a gift from the transfer por- portal um, that is like Wes Johnson. Someone to just Ooh. be an absolute game changer Good pull. for the basketball team because I think I think that's what they're going to need to really – get back on the national stage. I think that there are good pieces with this group, but I think they're going to need like one home run hitter. Someone like, I mean, when Wes came in, like he was easily the best player on the court. And honestly, he looked like the best player in practice the year before. And that was a halfway decent team. So I'm hoping that that's what Santa can bring to Syracuse. And as for a a new year's resolution, um, I have a couple, but I, I, Saving one for the airing of grievances later, but I I would just like to see the like to clean up the little things just throughout the entire program. Just do the stupid little things that other programs can take for granted and get right. Like with the the final four for soccer, we didn't send the mascot or the band. Why? I don't know, and I don't really care. There's no excuse for it, no matter what the reason is. Like you can, you can figure that out. Soccer is a different just, sport, though. I don't care. Yeah, what, but Indiana you know had a band. And you know what Brett means. Our like, athletics department is notorious for doing crap. Like yeah, I, I get the point. Yeah, I just don't know when the band would play, other than beginning and end of the game. They're allowed to the play Indiana throughout the band game. The Indiana band got a lot of Indiana band got a lot of I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know that. You're allowed to play while they're playing. Like I had it on mute. Yeah. I had it on mute to be honest. What I will say, like, it's, I I'm not even in the band, uh, but I I I even noticed. I was like, wow, the Indiana band's getting a lot of playtime on this thing. So I yeah, I agree with you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So just like, all right. Who didn't go do, yet, Joe? Do the simple things. Do the simple thing. I agree with that. How about you, Joe? So my mine is kind of similar to what what Colin was was saying, where. What I wanted to say was, right now you have, on any given night of a basketball game, you have 10 guys who could potentially play in said game. And we've hit conference play. When have we ever been able to say that? And I, so I guess my wish would be for Jim Beheim to continue to use the players. But that goes right in line with what Colin said with... um, you know, you play the guys who are playing well. And if you play well in a game, you earn more playing time. So if you keep playing these guys, I think that ties into what my real wish is, is to avoid a mass exodus of talent in the basketball program. By playing these guys when they deserve it, you can avoid a mass exodus of talent from the basketball program. Play well, play more. Don't transfer. There you go. Perfect. Kevin? Sorry. No, no, no. What were you saying, Colin? I was saying it is it is just such a, such a shame because if we saw this team as juniors, I think they would be a top twenty five ranked team. I agree. I don't I think agree. they will see it, 
but it really is just such a shame. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Yeah, my my holiday wish was going to be in the same line as what Joe was just saying, uh, and has been, you know, well said here. But I think you nuke. The, if it were up to me, I'd love to nuke the transfer rules that they they now have. I think that's just you know, things things used no, to be imperfect, no, no, no. but much better. Um, and um, uh, I just I just think that it would be a positive development for college sports if you were to. Uh, change the transfer rules uh, back to how it was before so that it's much more difficult uh, for, for kids to just skip town, go back to where they, where, wherever they want to go just on a whim. Um, and I, I think that as time goes on, it's going to become uh, much more of a profit seeking venture where they go to the university that is going to be able to profit them the most in terms of name, image, and likeness rules that are now kind of being figured out. And so I think it's just going to become kind of a profit center. And that's, that's not really what I want to see uh, for new year's resolution. Um, I could tell everybody on this call does not agree with me, <laughs> but um, the, uh, uh, the new year's resolution that I would have uh, would be for us to not only make a bowl game next year with Dino and with this program, but to, you know, get back to where we were a couple months ago where we were thinking, yeah, we're not. We may not win the conference, but let's be in the conversation. Let's compete for the ACC. Let's do that in 2023. That'd be really great for me, and I think I'd like to see that. That'd be great. Um, I also noticed nobody. I, I kind of thought Joe or Colin might do this. Nobody about the lacrosse team playing better this year. It, it's it, it's only because I've been watching such garbage of football and basketball for the last three months <laughs> that my mind is colored with you know. Those okay. images. The cro- the lacrosse program has been handed their gifts. They have three of like the top recruits yeah. in the country from the last two years, so they have the talent. It's up to them to put it together. Yeah, but if it's they, like an, it's like an IKEA team. All the pieces are there. You just got to figure out how to put it together <laughs> with the Swedish it... instructions. Yeah, if right. if they can't figure it out, I'll come six months from now and start yelling again. Okay, <laughs> all right. The holidays, though, you know, they can be stressful. And you have to think back of the things that have happened over the year when sometimes people displease you or things displease you and you have problems with people. Yes, you Seinfeld fans know where we're going. It's time for the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) Now you're going to hear about it. And who better to let us kick off with this than Brett? I have a number. 105. 105. Now, that may seem like a large number, especially in the context of a football program. The Syracuse University men's football program had 105 penalties in 12 games. That is the most among FBS teams, and it should shock nobody because this is a hallmark of a Dino program or at least a Dino team while he's at Syracuse. Every single game, stupid, stupid, stupid penalties were just happening over and over and over again to the point where my wife is going, oh, how many did they get this time? I spent like the second half of the season just counting the penalties to see how long it would take them to get to 10 because it was almost a given. It's just, it's incomprehensible to me that a program year in and out is going to just keep getting stupid penalties it's i mean how many on special teams how many delays of games just like um you know illegal procedure like it's not like it's always a holding it's they're mental they're all mental not all but like and it it just drives me insane and to me like that's that's one of the reasons that i just I can't get back on the Dino train is I just, I'm so tired of watching it. I'm so tired of watching just the train wreck of penalties every single game, just so much laundry on the field. And I don't want to see it anymore. Clean it up, Dino. Hey, Dino, he's got a problem with you and you just heard about it. Bring back Greg Robinson. And Scott oh, Schaefer. Oh, oh, no. 
Too soon. Too uh, soon. Greg Robinson. Maybe. Sorry, that wasn't like a dead joke. That was literally just like previous no, eras. No, no. Bring him back. Much, much worse <laughs> than what Dino has done at Syracuse. We are in such a better place than we have been the last – since we graduated pretty much, since Doug Marone left, I would say that. Well, uh, anybody else got problems with anything in Syracuse athletics that they they want to just hammer out right now? Oh, Joe's got a problem. All right. I got a problem that some of you here aren't going to like. Yep. So there's a large contingent of Syracuse basketball fan base that I got some problems with. Joe Girard gets a lot of crap around here. Oh my God! Don't it? Oh There's no! Oh, hear me out. Do it. Hear me out. that man. Okay. Is he a star? No. Is he the worst player on the team? No. The fact that people can sit here is he? He's is he bad? No. Is he streaky? Yeah. Yes. But to anyone who can watch him game in and game out and say that he doesn't even deserve to be a division one basketball player, I think is absurd. Is he incredibly frustrating <laughs> to watch sometimes? Yes. Should he have a smaller role than he does now? If he were to be on a good team? Yes. How many games has he single-handedly thrown us on his back in one, at least a few every year he's been on the team. Look at where he ranks on offensive stats in Syracuse career standings like i just don't i i understand i understand the frustration but to try to claim he shouldn't be on the team he shouldn't be on an acc team he shouldn't play division one he should go play division two somewhere i think is ridiculous i mean do i wish we had better players of course i wish we had better players but the guy can play sure he has games where he disappears and that's frustrating and i hate it too but to think that he doesn't even deserve to be on the team, like lay off the guy. Like, oh my God, we would have lost even more games than we did the last few years if he wasn't on the team. Wait, so just, just to be clear, that. you're not talking about us. You're talking about like, like. Oh, I think he's talking about you too. I, I don't. I don't think he should be off the no, team. I didn't say. Yeah, I don't. I think he should. You just said you can't wait to give him his diploma. So yes, I agree. Oh, so yes, I can't wait to guys. see him leave. But then you, can you, you can plan for his departure. You can plan for his departure. It wasn't. It wasn't but like he shouldn't so, just be off the team right now because then we'd be down a, a guard. <laughs> well, obviously, but no. There, I think he gets way more hate than he deserves in the fan base at large. Yes, he, it's frustrating. He is a guy he's a frustrating player to watch. But the, the ceiling of his talent needs to be just a super hustle player, and he's not. That's what drives me insane about him, is he plays lazy defense. His hands are not always up, and he just continues to make mental mistakes, which there might be a th- theme Matt, for me. Matt, is there a, a rebuttal section to this? I don't recall the rebuttal <laughs> Joe, I have we, a problem we, with you, and you're going to hear about it. There's not one building. And that we haven't done this in two years. We're going to hear these grievances. Oh, man. And we would have had a lot of them last year, too. I- I'll give a grievance, though. I am going to give a grievance, and it goes to the pinstripe bowl. And it's not for the name change. No, no, not, not, not in the pinstripe bowl. It's the bad boy mower's pinstripe bowl. The bad boy mower's pinstripe bowl. Excuse me. No, I have a problem. Because I had a lot of people that wanted to get tickets. And they limited us to eight <laughs> tickets a person. I had 24 oh, so people. I haven't heard anything. All right. It makes so much sense now. I had 24 <laughs> people lined up. We had to divide them in the sets of three. Colin, you are with our group. Yes. <laughs> You'll be paying me. <laughs> but, and then you had to pick like a gigantic section of the stadium. So you had to be like, well, this general area and they would assign the seats. I couldn't just go and pick the seats. Now, when I went to the Camping World Bowl, I got to pick the seats. Like, literally click like click on the little dots. And I made sure we were in two rows so that, like, one group was above the other. And it wasn't, like, one person's, like, ten seats from the other. Oh, it would have been great. That's not how it's going to be because the Pinstripe Bowl ticketing process is stupid. Okay. Fun fact about the uh, bad boy, the bad boy Motors pinstripe bowl. 
uh, brand new captain of the New York Yankees, Aaron Judge, will be there to throw out the ceremonial first lawnmower. <laughs> I actually thought you were too. Um, so make sure it's not on. You're paying him a lot of money. Into the crowd. It'll hit Gray, and then we'll know what the medical problem was. Oh, uh, he's got no feet. He could probably still throw it like 85, 90 miles yeah, an hour. He probably could. <laughs> How much money is Steve Cohen going to spend, my lord? Um, first of all, I stand by everything I said about Joe Girard. The guy sucked. I hate him. Um, <laughs> uh, secondly, um, I actually, and I did not plan this, and I know that I will get a lot of blowback from this, but I actually would like to give a grievance to Sean Tucker. Because I really feel like in the second half of this season and going into the bowl game, he quit on this team. I understand that he had some nagging injuries or this or that, but I just didn't see the effort. I just saw him complaining on Twitter. He bolted. It's I Listen, I understand. I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but I get if you are a Heisman Trophy winner, if you are a number three prospect in the NFL, leave. You're playing at Syracuse University, man. You're going to get drafted, but let's come on. Be, be real here. Like, why are you leaving? There's no reason to leave, to jump, to go to the draft. Stick with your teammates. Play out the bowl game. I just feel like he has quit on this team. And for the team's best player, it was hurtful for me to uh, to see. I, nothing against the kid's talent. He is, I mean, an all-world talent. I believe that he could have a wonderful career. But he was the best rusher I had seen at Syracuse since Delon Carter. And it is an absolute shame how he just essentially, in my view, quit on this team the last half of the season. I think playing well in the bowl game would have helped him. Yeah. That's actually kind of why I thought he might play running back on the board. Yeah, but, you know, it wouldn't have hurt. You never know. He, like, balls out in a bowl game. Maybe he sneaks into the end of the second round. Yeah. Kevin, you got anything you got a problem with? Are you good? You're just going to – I mean – Or do you have a grievance against Joe? I don't want to start all these. Yeah, I don't. I feel like every grievance I can think of goes down a hundred rabbit holes. Okay. Um, so uh, I, I would just say that my biggest grievance on the season for Syracuse football, particularly, is just the ACC officiating needs to get better. It's just I feel like every week we have at least five minutes of our discuss, at least for the portion of the season that I was involved and during the games, you know, that I was heavily. Uh, you know, involved as a fan and, and watching every game and every play. It just we just had so many times where the freaking officiating crew just royally screwed up on both sides. I, I don't feel like we were overly targeted this year. I just feel like the the performance of the officiating crews was just even worse than usual, and that's a low bar for them to clear. Um, so just be better, be better. I, I feel like there's just plenty to go around on, on both sides. Like, right. I don't think we're being targeted or anything like that. Uh, I would just like to see a little bit more, um, you know, professionalism and thoughtfulness from all these <laughs> officiates, excuse pardon my French, <laughs> officiating crews. It all started, it all started with the UVA <laughs> game. Cause I was, I was at the dome for the UVA game and that was just probably the poorest officiated game that i've ever been at and that is saying something well it, the, it was truly god awful and you know go ahead i just i just yeah, I, no, I feel like they just need please be better that's all i'm saying to the acc so to uh charlie baker can you please pull some strings and get better officiating crews in the athletic Co- uh, atlantic coastal conference you know please as your first action uh, starting in March uh, as as commissioner of, of uh, NCAA. I have a grievance against Kevin for mispronouncing the name of the conference. It's the Atlantic <laughs> Coast Conference. Isn't that what I said? You said Atlantic Coastal Conference. <laughs> it's funny. No, it's okay. Atlantic Coast, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, anyway. Wait, uh, isn't it, wait, hang on. Isn't it the Atlantic and the Coastal Divisions? Yeah, well, that's gone next year. But yes, it was the Atlantic Stop Coastal Division. So it was the Atlantic Coast Conference, but it's the Coastal Division. Okay. Yeah, right. Whatever. We're in the Atlantic Division now. I know that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but you know, the good thing in the bowl game, the one thing we know, it won't be ACC officials and it won't be Big Ten officials, which are two of the worst. <laughs> who knows who it'll be, but it won't be them. All right. Time to move 
to this final part, and I love this part of the show. What super Syracuse stocking stuffers can you get for the Syracuse fan in your life? So we've scoured the internet. Is it the 1904 men's crew trophy? Ah, I did not find that. Throwback. But we'll, <laughs> but, but we can keep trying. Real babies were orange because I'm pretty sure they don't exist. Right. We can work on that. Uh, Syracuse Athletics, come on. You love you love making those kinds of shirts. But they don't Go love babies. Here's some stocking stuffers. For those who are headed to the Pinstripe Bowl, you could get an All I Want from Santa is a Bowl Victory t-shirt from the Qs.com store, $29.95. It's got the Syracuse helmet on it. It I think I think it sounds oddly like our segment, I've got questions. Okay. This is, uh, Colin will enjoy this. You can get a Sean Tucker ballin' t-shirt. <laughs> it's uh, $34.95. Oh, great. Oh. Now, <laughs> now former Syracuse player. Can you get a Joe Girard ballin' one for $54.99? Not that I'm aware of, but but we've got, we've got some other good stuff coming. All right, to stick with the Syracuse football thing, you can get a Roseville... Kenobi waist length women's t-shirt for $8.75. It's on sale. <laughs> but it has a cheetah print helmet because that makes sense. Okay. So nobody will know what team it is. It makes no sense at all. Matt, send me but a link. you can get it for the Yeah, I I I can do that. <laughs> all right. This one I pulled especially for Colin. Oh boy. A Syracuse piece of the dome. Signed by Jim Beheim, Buddy Beheim, and Jimmy Beheim. <laughs> you can get it. <laughs> you can get it at the Qs.com store for a mere $199.95. Disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> and and if that's not enough, you can get a piece of the roof for $249.95, signed by wow. those three. Or a different roof piece that has a logo that says Bayheim Basketball for $199.95. So I will tell you, I have one of the pieces of the dome roof, and I specifically got the one that does not have any Bayheim signature on it. For forty extra dollars, Julie will rudely throw it in the general direction of your front porch. I would I would pay Julie forty dollars to hit Jim in the balls. <laughs> Is that the general direction of your front porch? <laughs> yeah. It is that. <laughs> All right. What have you done with coach? All right. So you can get regulation corn-filled cornhole bags in either blue or orange for nineteen ninety-five, or you can get the all-weather ones for twenty-four ninety-five. Which is really weird because usually you would play this outside. So. Why would you not get all weather bags? That's my question. Is that for a set of four? Or it's for a set all of eight? four. Ooh, ripoff. Yeah, yeah. But it's got cues on it because you couldn't make those on your own, you know? Never. All right. Does anybody here miss the greatest player of all time poster? Like I hate that. I hated that thing. That thing was so arrogant. Are you kidding Colin, me? we've moved on from that segment. God. <laughs> okay. I'm, 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 I'm very angry tonight. You can get an 11 by 14 framed photo of Jim Brown playing lacrosse, the same one that appeared up there, for $149.95. It yeah. is not signed by him, by the way. It's just framed, uh, and it's oh, got a I little mean, plaque. dead, so. I, I thought you were going to say that the no, greatest player of all Jim, time, like, I thought like Jim was, Brown is very much not dead. I, I thought you were going to say that that portion of the dome was for sale. No. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe Jim Brown has it. Yeah. All the Bayhams are just trapezing up there trying to sign the roof while the game's going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So who likes yard games other than Cornhole? You can get Syracuse Yard. There's more? Yeah. Okay. So this Ooh. is for Brett. You can get Syracuse Yard Dominoes or Yard Dice, which basically what looked like was large pieces of wood shaped to look like dice or dominoes. I love large pieces um, of wood, man. Wood, so I could I could shoot dice in my like driveway. Right. The dominoes are sixty seven ninety five. The dice are forty seven ninety five, and they have the S on them. Now, if you like games, you can also get basically 
<laughs> this is great. SCU Orange <laughs> Giant Wooden Tumble Tower Game, which is also known as Jenga. Jenga. Mm. <laughs> but they, can't, they can't call it that because of Tumble tower. Each, each piece has has a game from the the basketball schedule on it. So as, as you play the game, you watch our NCAA tournament chances slowly topple. Well, well, you know how much this game costs. It's twenty seven inches tall. When the tower's built, two hundred nine ninety five. Bro, who is who is pricing these things? <laughs> I don't know. It's terrible. Daryl Gross in a back room somewhere. Syracuse University, yeah, whose tuition me. is like four hundred thousand dollars a semester now. Oh my god! I could at least get behind the thirty four ninety five. It's at least the kid's number. With two hundred dollars, holy Christ Almighty! Uh, so you also has anybody ever heard of desktop cornhole? I, yes. I, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm guessing it's the smallest. Yes, I have received that in a white elephant. <laughs> well, you, you can now put a Syracuse desktop cornhole in a white elephant with the Syracuse logo and an orange stripe on it. $35.95 from Qs.com. That's above the price limit, so I'll have to pass. <laughs> I guess so. All right. Normal, normal desktop cornhole is like 20 bucks. Right. But it's the you Syracuse. Can, paper football is still free last percent. time I checked. Officially licensed. True, true. All right. It, this is for your man cave, Kevin. Uh, you can get a Syracuse orange logo, neon-like LED sign. I like how they put neon-like. <laughs> neon-like. Uh, it's the old 90s logo, the SU with the Syracuse going through it. You can get it from fansigntime.com for $124.97. It is down from $249.94. What a deal. You can also get it in random non-SU colors if you're weird like that. You could get them in green or purple or, you know, or you can get them in SU colors, which would make for 19 easy payments of (laughs) $48.99. Right, right. You can get Jim Beheim socks where, you know, he looks like he's getting a a root canal done on your socks from Rockham Socks for $19.99. He is not picking his nose. He is not picking his nose in it, which I think is uh, means if he was picking his nose, then those are worth twenty four ninety nine. Syracuse orange original round rotating wall sign, so it's like a bar sign that rotates. Two forty nine forty nine from Fathead. Two forty nine forty nine. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, these things are a little expensive. I told you I went to find the fun stuff. This All right. Expensive ass stocking stuffers. This is another one for your, once you get your man cave, like all set up here, Kevin. You can get a Syracuse billiard set from Monster Brick Billiard, Monster Break Billiards for $209. It's less you than see- the sign? What? The pool table is less than the sign? Yeah, no, no, it's just the balls. It's just it's just the pool balls. It's not the whole, it's not the table. $200 for the balls? Yeah. <laughs> Otto on the solids and oh, the block S on the once. stripes. And what is on the white ball? Is there some? I mean, uh, really... The Syracuse S, block S mm-hmm. okay. on, the, on the cue ball. All <laughs> we'll right. Pass, you know. Quentin, Hill, Quentin Hillsman is on the cue ball. I, I if, if I had a billiard oh, set down here, it Ooh. would have to be like the uh, uh, we'd have to be using like the maestro's baton like they do in Seinfeld, where <laughs> they just don't have enough space to use a real pool cue, or like the basement. And then they take the pants off and they like you know make sure the crease doesn't. Sorry, what? The basement of one thirty one. We saw the pool cue in half because we put a pool. Because the room was so small. Because it was like that basement, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can also for outside if you want to show your Syracuse fandom outside. Always uh, good to go and get your Syracuse Garden statue. It's basically a little totem pole that has uh, an angry basketball, which seems to make sense with how the basketball team played last night. Uh, the block S, an angry blockheaded fan, and Otto on top of it from Wayfair for forty ninety nine. It seems kind of like a strange thing, but you can go ahead and get that. Okay. Wayfair. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And finally, 
for those Lego fans in your life, you can get the knockoff Legos, the Bricks LZ, Brick Brixels, I don't know. It's from Foco. For $80, the Sy- it still says on it, Syracuse Carrier Dome Basketball Arena, and it has the basketball court set up the direction that the football uh the 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 football field is set up. So Wait, that would be that would be the largest basketball court in history. The three point line would be like at the thirty yard line. Yeah, and that's eighty dollars for something that is wrong <laughs> and inaccurate. So, so hey, those so are some stocking stuffers you can get. Contract. It is. It is. It is. That it is. Um, that's all we have this week. Believe it or not, episode 96 of Three Idiots and a Lawyer. We are getting very close to that 100th episode. We're going to take a week off for the holidays. Enjoy the Pinstripe Bowl. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy. uh, Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy Kwanzaa, uh, a Happy Holidays. Have a happy and healthy new year. We're going to see in the new year. We'll talk about the Pinstripe Bowl. We'll talk about the basketball games that happen between now and then. Uh, We'll touch on what happened in early signing day for football. And uh, believe it or not, not too long, we'll be talking about lacrosse. We're going to have a whole bunch of things to talk about. And uh, it's kind of hard to imagine we're already getting to the new year. So, look, make sure to follow us on Twitter. As long as Twitter's still there, we will be there. It's at 3ILPod. Like us on Facebook, 3 Idiots and a Lawyer. Make sure to give us your uh, stars wherever you're listening. And... uh, If you've got the 1990 NCAA lacrosse trophy or that 1904 crew trophy that Joe mentioned, just let us know. We want to know that they're safe and sound. And uh, until next time, for a full crew this time, Colin and Kevin and Brett and Joe, I'm Matt Pfeiffer. We'll see you in two weeks. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holidays.